With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Final hour on this Thursday. Man, this show flew by. I was talking to Tyler. I don't know what we're having for Meet Friday tomorrow. He's taking suggestions. Of course, it is a holiday weekend. Yes, Paul? It is technically fall in our book. Maybe some type of fall festival type thing. I think it's unofficially fall. We're, We're pushing for it. I mean, I'm going to recognize tomorrow as the first day of fall. Fall should be September, October, November. Uh, Do you guys have any suggestions for Meet Friday tomorrow or forever hold your peace? Seton? Or at least until the following week when we do this again. Okay. Okay. How about to kick off? To me, there's nothing that says football more than uh, beer and wings. What if we got some wings going? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Marvin, what about you? Beer and wings. Beer and wings. Okay. I like to add a fall staple, a nice apple pie smoked Mm. for dessert. Beer, wings, and apple pie. Mm. It's America. Uh, Todd, do you have a suggestion, even though you won't be here? What about a pumpkin-flavored chili? Now that the weather is starting to cool a little bit, that's uh, right out of Paulie's playbook. Can you do a pumpkin-flavored chili? Is that weird? Yeah. Yeah. How about chili? Chili with a little hint of pumpkin? No, we don't. No, why? We don't need a little dash of it. We don't need to. Okay, just chili then. Yeah. So chili... Wings and... And kidney beans. And kidney beans. I know you guys are thinking of me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Announce that... uh, I'm having a kidney stone blasted tomorrow. It's like the size of a Tic Tac, maybe a little bigger. Tic Tac? Yeah, it's a decent size. It's certainly big enough where it can't be passed naturally, so they have to blast it or grind it and do something to it so that I can pass it. I could be waking up with one of those big rubber stents inside the... uh, urethra or whatever, which is not yeah, No, we, we, we don't need to do that. Too much detail. I know I do that. I know. Whenever you I ever said, had that, the stent in the ureter Yes, thing? I did. Not good. No. But I showed up for work. You did. Yeah. But you're taking tomorrow off. Yes, it's a morning procedure, and I need to be at the hospital, okay. unfortunately. It's not a surgery. It's a procedure. Surgical procedure. You mix okay. both together. Yeah. I'd rather be here, trust me. Yeah. It's convenient timing, though. Yeah. Yeah, long weekend. Yeah, four-day weekend. Four I'll be on weekend. my yacht. As oh, soon as the yeah. kidney procedure's done, I'm going to get on my boat. Once again, the only guy I know goes into the hospital, comes out with a suntan. <laughs> just, yeah, just. I'm going to make sure I don't get any fresh air this time so it doesn't look like I sat in the sun or something. <laughs> Big Ten football is coming to NBC and Peacock. By the way, if you're watching on Peacock, thank you for downloading the app. But uh, coming up, it'll be uh, West Virginia, Penn State, the premiere of Big Ten Saturday night. This Saturday night on uh, Peacock. Already 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Florida against Utah. Utah four-and-a-half-point favorite, even though we don't know who's going to be their quarterback. Joe Burrow is practicing, and no movement on uh, Nick Bosa and Chris Jones' contract situations. And 92,000 uh, watched Nebraska play volleyball at Memorial Stadium yesterday. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was great. 
I hope the cowboy or the uh, I I hope the football team gets ninety two thousand. But they're playing Minnesota on the road this That's right. weekend. Tonight, tonight, I think. Uh, uh, Nebraska's first game home is going to be against who? Checking. Okay. But also, it's Nebraska and Minnesota tonight. Yes, Tony. If your name is the Golden Gophers, does that mean you kind of have to gopher too, or not necessarily? What, 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 is that not good? That's not that wasn't good. That was one of those things in my head. I was like, do I say this out loud or not? I feel like you want me to leave early now. Miss tomorrow and the last no, hour. No, 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 no. You can stay for the last hour. But, Golden uh, Gophers. Yeah. Gopher, uh, too. Yeah, Paul. Thanks, Todd. Uh, Nebraska is at Minnesota, at Colorado, and they ho- host the Northern Illinois Huskies, my, your Huskies, Dan. Mm. And that's the third week of the season. That may not be a full house. Mm, Nebraska against Dion. But then Nebraska hosts Michigan late, uh, late September with uh, Harbaugh back. Hmm. Well, you're going to need Harbaugh back if you're going to face Nebraska. Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was also wondering about this. There was a report that came out that uh, the Green Bay Packers were interested, or at least talked trade with the Colts to bring in Jonathan Taylor. But you've already got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Now, I know Taylor's wonderful, played at Wisconsin, but are you going to get him on the cheap? You have to trade something, and then you have to pay him. I, it doesn't sound like Green Bay is uh, going to settle for last place, as a lot of people have predicted in the NFC North. Uh, that it, it still feels like that's a pretty good roster. I would not be surprised if they won their, their division, because I'm not sold on Minnesota. Detroit is on the hype train right now. And then you got the Bears, who I think can be dangerous. I don't think they can be good, at least not yet. And I think Green Bay's got a balanced, that might be the the most balanced roster in uh, that division there. But they were trying to go for Jonathan Taylor. And the uh, Colts GM, Chris Ballard, had something to say about the uh, Jonathan Taylor situation. It sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It, it just it does, and it's it's where we're at, and we've got to work through it, and we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable; they're repairable. Okay, <laughs> they're usually repairable with money. Like here, here's your money. Okay, like Josh Jacobs goes, hey, there's there's no hard feelings with the Raiders. Well, you got paid for a year. You got a little bit of a raise there. Did you guys see the hard knocks back and forth with Aaron Rodgers and the defensive player with the Giants? What's his name? Ward? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, he hits Rodgers after the play a little late. And, and you know, uh, what's his name, Paulie? Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward. Okay. So he kind of, you know, pushes Rodgers. Rodgers like, what, what, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, all of a sudden... He says something to Rogers, and Rogers like, "I don't even know who you are." <laughs> and it was, uh, as Rogers said, "You know, you, the uh, most un—you can't come back from that kind of quote or something like that." Yes, Todd. The best part was he's on the sideline explaining what happened to his teammates, <laughs> and he said he said that to Ward, and then Ward said back to him, "Well, I don't even know who you are either." And then he had some kind of expletive, like, "Yeah, right. Basically, you don't know who I am." Uncomebackable. Yeah, uncomebackable. <laughs> yeah, uncomebackable. Yes, Seaton. I'm just saying, we said at the very beginning that Hard Knocks was going to be great for Aaron Rodgers. Right after that first week, it's like, man, look at this dude, and it has lived up to it. Because he's had a bunch of just great moments on this series. He's had a makeover. He has. He really has had a makeover, yeah. 100%. Yes. But I think he understood that he needed to, that, okay, it's a change. I'm leaving Green Bay. I'm going to the Jets. Let's embrace this. Let's stay there for a couple of years and have fun with it. And it feels like. He's been exactly that. But, I mean, you watch him play, and, you know, there's still a fascination. Nobody plays the position like that. Mahomes, you know, has similar traits with Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers was doing it, you know, 15 years before Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is added to that, but there's that feeling of, I can throw the pass here, there, I can throw it far, I can have touch. Every single pass he has. And how many quarterbacks in the NFL have that? And here's Aaron Rodgers, and he still does. But I love that he's yelling at Ward going, I don't even know who you are. 
And then Ward, I think, I don't know who you are. And then Roger goes, that's BS. <laughs> Not a good comeback by Ward. Yeah, Paulie. The Jets' first month, uh, they got home with the Bills at the Cowboys. No uh, publicity for that game. Mm. They host the Patriots. They host the Chiefs. That's their September. Wow. Those are even the even the Patriots game is saucy because yeah. it's Jets Patriots. That's four premium games for the Jets. Bangers right there. Bangers. Yes. But that's why when you look at the AFC East, they have a tough schedule. And that's why I only think one team out of that division, the division winner, is going to make the playoffs. You got Jets Eagles week six. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. But for everybody who's on the Jets bandwagon, it's like look at the schedule. Get the Jets schedule there. And so you start out with Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a slight favorite at New York. They call it Jets Life Stadium, not Met Life Stadium. All right. Yeah, which I, I think Aaron Rodgers named it Jet Life Stadium. Uh, okay, so they start out with Buffalo. Then they go to Dallas. Yep. Then you got the Patriots. Then you have... They host the Chiefs. Host the Chiefs. They get a break in Week 5. No offense, Fritzy, at Denver. Oh. Well, that's not a guarantee. It's not. No offense. Like, that's your that's your easier game. That's a new look, Denver. It is. That, that, that's, a, that's a homecoming game. <laughs> Sean Payne's fixing Russell Wilson as we speak. That is not a gimme. Because Rodgers was going to go there, we, we thought, and then he didn't. They host the Eagles Week 6, by Week Week 7, at the Giants, the much-improved Giants. Host the Chargers at the Raiders, at the Bills, host the Dolphins. Week 13 and 14 could be a little easier. Falcons, Texans, both home. Uh, oh, okay. If it was in Atlanta, I'd take my Falcons. They finish the season with uh, Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. Okay. They can ease into the playoffs with that that group. Yes, Todd. So when does Jet fan panic set in, especially looking at those first four games? you got to win you got to go three and one. You got to go at least two and two. At what point are you like, oh no, this isn't working out the way we thought that we were going to the Super Bowl? Okay, it? let's say they open up and lose to Buffalo. How much panic sets in on a scale of <laughs> one to one to a hundred? One fifty. Well, do you think so? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. You if they lose? lose a close game, not so much. But if they are handled by like you know eight to ten points or more, and then they just look bad, that's that's like not a good start. No. Just don't thank you, Todd. You're welcome. They could easily go two and two in those first four days. Of course. They could go four and zero. Oh. Cowboys start by with the Giants. Let's say the Cowboys and Jets are both 0 and one point week two. Something has to give. Well, the Cowboys are gonna get more credit no matter what. More coverage. It, if they're one and oh or oh and one, they're still getting more coverage than anybody. Yes, Mark. If both teams are 0-1, no team has ever won in the history of life. They've never won a Super Bowl. They never been to the playoffs after starting 0-2. Yeah. Uh, what's the poll question for the final hour on this uh, program, Seton O'Connor? <laughs> uh, well, Dan, right now we have uh, rules about what time you can wear clothes. Right now that's at 87% stupid. Okay. And most people right now, like this fella, is concerned about when does he wear his white corduroys. Which is a hell of a loophole to figure, to find. Mm, mm. Sounds like you can never wear them. I don't have white corduroys. You don't? No, I have green and blue. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, they see that, that, that green color corduroy scene, maybe like a mud brown kind yeah. of thing. That's <laughs> yeah. also very common corduroy material. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big corduroy guy. I have memories of wearing corduroys in school, like, you know, in the middle of class and you're going to the bathroom, and the whole hallway echoes with. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Paulie got an email on etiquette. Yes. Can you wear, Fritzy, this is not targeted to you, but it goes in your wheelhouse. If you go out to dinner with your family to a sit-down restaurant, can you wear sweatpants? A sit-down restaurant. Not yeah. necessarily a formal restaurant, but not like, uh, you know, five guys. Well, let me, let me let Todd answer. If it was upscale, I know that's not what we're saying. Let's say I you're going to Olive Garden. I haven't been to Olive Garden in a long time. I know you guys think I just drink Mountain no, Dew and eat chips. Let's just say you were going to Olive Garden. I would have no problem wearing sweatpants. I've been to pizza restaurants that are not schlocky places, but certainly not upscale, and I would have no problem wearing a pair of sweat not ripped sweatpants or something that's got mud stains on it. But I've worn sweatpants mm -hmm. out, especially gives it an extra little elastic when you're eating a couple extra slices of pizza and pasta and wings. So yeah, I've worn sweatpants. Yeah, out you can't not for a sit-down dinner with your family. Just to grab some pizza? Just because there's a waiter or waitress serving you? That automatically changes the attire? Why don't you take some pride? Well, I think it depends on the kind of pizza place. 
Some of them are more sit-downy, fancy. Some of them are kind of like, ah, oh, you go get a pie and eat it. Oh. You know? Like a neighborhood pizza joint. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. And and the, also the type of sweatpants. If they're like grandpa sweatpants. Well, you, we've seen Todd's sweatpants. We sure have. Like Marvin has really nice sweatpants. Todd? Yeah, my sweatpants looks like you could wear that to the gym or wear it to the pizza. Well, place. you don't go to the gym, so you. If I was to go to the gym once in a while, <laughs> that would be the kind of. Story. But I do like that extra, you know, elastic, especially if you know you're going to really. Yeah, we put got away it. The pizza. No, we got it. Right. We got it already. It's uncomfortable the jeans and stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe that would be better for you. That would be preventative. You would think, but I really, when I'm sitting down to enjoy a meal, I don't need to have that pulling, tugging thing going. Think about on. how it is for the jeans. Yeah, valid point. <laughs> There's fabric, fabric screaming. Like, no, not again. God, I still love what George Clooney did to Matt Damon when they were doing Ocean's Eleven. And I think this is, I mean, George Clooney is famous for his, I mean, he's famous, but he's famous for these pranks. And the wardrobe department was in on it. So what George Clooney said to the wardrobe woman is every single day, when Matt Damon is done, could you take his pants in just a little bit? So every day, just a little bit. And then the next day, just a little bit. And here's Matt Damon thinking, God, I am, what is going on here? I'm getting fat. <laughs> so you change your diet. And he's, but to do that is, is awesome. It's diabolical. Just to, well, the one he did when he was just getting to Hollywood, when he was with his roommate, and his roommate had a cat. And then George wasn't acting at the time, and I think he'd go out for auditions. And uh, the guy would come home, and uh, you know he would be ready to clean the litter box. Well, there was nothing in the litter box. George would clean it every single day because he wanted to mess with his roommate. Because his roommate starts to get worried that the cat's not using the bathroom, not going in the litter box. Like four, five days go by. <laughs> so his, you know, the roommate is really <laughs> worried about the cat. I mean, a cat bowel obstruction, that's scary. Yeah, I don't know and, and so his roommate is going to work, and George is going to be there with the cat. George decides to go to the bathroom in the litter box. <laughs> Man size. His roommate comes home and goes, oh, my God. Hysterical. Little, little Skippy went to the bathroom. Skippy. Finally, okay. <laughs> After all those days stored up, that's what comes out. Imagine rushing him to a little animal hospital. Oh, God. Like, you're messed up if you're thinking that. Accurate. But awesome, too. And awesome. God. Yes. <laughs> sick and awesome. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. George Clooney, sick <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and a billionaire. Oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. That kind of genius deserves it. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> the cat threw a colonoscopy for no reason. Yeah, poor little thing. Uh, what's the ACC going to do here? We're uh, getting here to crunch time with uh, Stanford and Cal and SMU. We'll talk some college football coming up. Andy Staples, our uh, good buddy, is going to stop by. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Get Refunds is ready to help you. Innovation Refunds has been helping small businesses that qualify get a business payroll tax refund through the Employee Retention Credit, also known as the ERC. Filing can be complex. Innovation Refunds is dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process. And if you're looking at how do you qualify, let's say you had five to 500 full-time employees during the pandemic, you could be eligible for an ERC tax deduction. And, and once again, these are refunds. It's not a loan. Innovation refunds will work with independent tax professionals, share information, and help them evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions to apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com, see if you qualify. No upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid yourself. You can get started a couple of ways. Call 1-843-REFUNDS, 1-843-REFUNDS, or you can go to innovationrefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody. 
game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Big Ten football coming to NBC and Peacock, kicking things off West Virginia, Penn State. The premiere of Big Ten Saturday night coming up this Saturday night. Andy Staples covers college football for On Three Sports, our good buddy, back with us. Let's get the uh, conference moves, potential conference moves, realignment, ACC out of the way first. What is the latest as we head into week one of the season? Well, the ACC was supposed to have a conference call on Monday among its presidents to decide, well, further discuss potentially adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And that has been postponed because of what happened uh, in Chapel Hill. And so they have not rescheduled that yet. We're still waiting. I, I, this still makes no sense to me why they would add these guys it, it, from a practical sense, from a I get the finances of it. Uh, SMU wants to take no money. Stanford and, and Cal are given a heavy discount, so you can use some of that money to to make Florida State and Clemson happy, I guess. But they're still not going to be happy because they still won't make as much as SEC or Big Ten schools, so they're still probably going to try to leave. So it doesn't make much sense to me other than you're backfilling in case they do leave and you're making sure that ESPN can't cut what they pay you. That's that's all I can think to that makes it make sense. But if Cal and Stanford and SMU don't join the ACC, then what? Then I I still think that if Cal and Stanford don't wind up in the ACC, there, there's a, a way for Cal, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State to use all of the you know trademarks, branding of the of the Pac-12, the NCAA tournament unions, which are worth real money that the Pac-12 is owed, and perhaps they merge with another conference, not take schools from another conference because then those schools would have to pay buyouts or, or exit fees, but merge with another conference, say the Mountain West, and use all the PAC branding. I mean, you could you could do that and become the PAC 16, and you'd have a conference, mm. and there you go. 
and you let the the Mountain West people run it because they're better at running a conference than the Pac-12 <laughs> people are. But that's something you could do. Or if you wanted, you could just hang as those four teams for a couple of years. You, you really could. They, they'll let they'll let them do that because of what's happened, and then figure it out. It would be a hell of a three game conference schedule. But but can you still get an automatic berth if you win the Pac-12? Like what what constitutes mm-hmm. the Pac-12? The language that allows you to be an automatic qualifier. That would have to be determined by the college football playoff, by all the commissioners that run it. Now, for, for the basketball tournament, you'd need five. You'd have to figure out a way to add a fifth school to get to get an automatic bid into the into the basketball tournament. But uh, for the for the football one, my guess is they'd be like, we're not giving you an automatic bid if you only have four teams. How many teams can win the national title? Oh, I'd say there's probably about four or five. How many could I, go to the national title game? Well, that's a, that's a different question because we saw TCU do it last year. So it it, it kind of depends on on how you get matched up in that first semifinal. But let's make the list right now. I'd say Georgia. I'd say Ohio State, Michigan. I actually think Penn State would be in that group of, of could go to the national title game because I think Penn State could potentially win the Big Ten this year. Um, mm. I think Alabama. I think Alabama could. Absolutely. We will see about the Big 12 teams. Texas is talented enough, but again, I need to see them win games they're supposed to win. Uh, if somebody were to come out of the, the Pac-12, 12 and 1, whether that's USC, Washington, Oregon, th- then maybe you could see them doing it. But in terms of just straight up winning it, I, I think I'd probably limit it to Georgia, Alabama, Penn State, Michigan, maybe LSU. Ohio State. Uh, I had, yeah, I think okay. I did. I say Ohio State? I think I did. Yeah, they're certainly talented enough. Uh, the, the question is, I actually picked Penn State to make the playoff and Michigan and Ohio State to miss it. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'm, you know, people have talked about old conference realignments ruining college football, NILs ruining, the transfer portals ruining. Wasn't college football already ruined from the standpoint of we, I mean, it's, it, it's almost formulaic. It feels like it's Alabama. It's mm-hmm. Georgia. It's Ohio State. You yep. throw Clemson in there. Sometimes you have an outlier there. But we sort of know what's going to happen at the end of the season, or at least we know that the schools. We know that Tom Cruise doesn't die in Mission Impossible. But we do know that his life is in peril a couple of times. It feels like that's what it is for college football. It, it is, and that's what I, I laugh about when all the people say, well, NIL is ruining. No, it's not. The rules they had before made college football the least competitive of all the major American sports. Yeah. Think about think about how hard it is to be less competitive <laughs> than Major League Baseball, given Major League Baseball's rules. So you've managed to do that. So the rules before were the problem. Like all this NIL stuff that people say is ruining college football, the number one defensive line prospect in America just committed to Missouri because of NIL. He's not going to Missouri if there's no NIL. <laughs> if I gave you – okay – you could have Caleb Williams or the field for the Heisman or Georgia versus the field for the national title. So I take the field for the Heisman and Georgia for the national title. Uh, and the, the only reason I'm taking the field for the Heisman is I feel like we as a group of voters just find ways to tear down the repeat winners or the, the potential repeat winners. Cause Caleb Williams, there's a very good chance he will be the best player in college football this year, but We've, we've seen how hard it is to repeat as a Heisman winner. I feel like if anybody can, it's him because he's just very special. You saw it the other night when he drops the snap and then, and then his instincts are incredible. And I'm a little worried their defense hasn't got much better and he's going to have to be Superman True. down the stretch because <laughs> they're playing a very tough schedule at the, in the back half of the season. So that one there, Georgia, I feel like even though that nobody's three peated since 1936, Georgia has a better roster than everybody. And you can say what you want about them not playing a tough schedule. They were supposed to play Oklahoma. The SEC's like, nah, we can't have the return game be a conference game and this be non-conference. So they're not playing Oklahoma this year. But they're still just better on both lines of scrimmage than everybody else. And if there's any universal truth in football, the team with the better big people wins. And Georgia has much better big people. We're talking to Andy Staples, covers college football for On3 Sports. But why don't other schools replicate what Alabama and Georgia do? 
LSU's got money. Tennessee's got money. I mean, you can look at it. USC's got money. But yep. why, why is Georgia now become the new Alabama? Because there are so few good big people. That, that That's the scarcest resource in college football is ready-made defensive linemen, ready-made offensive linemen. They were all going to Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson before. Georgia started, when as soon as Kirby Smart got to Georgia, he started shearing some of those off of each of those schools. And you go to you go to the class of 2020, there's there's a group of four players that considered Georgia and Alabama, had Georgia and Alabama in their finalists. Uh, one of them's Georgia's current starting center. One of them's Darnell Washington, who who was a, a tight end that the that is in the NFL now. Jalen Carter's another one. He's with the Eagles now. If you put those players on Alabama's roster last year, Alabama wins the national title in the same way Georgia does. But that's what Kirby Smart has done is managed to find guys and beat Alabama for those guys. LSU, Tennessee, they have not been able to beat Alabama for those guys. Like Nick Saban still had the number one recruiting class in the country in the class of 2023. So, but but how are they beating them, Andy? Like, how are they beating them on the field? No, that oh, okay, you're getting them. How are you? What are you giving them? What's your enticement? Is it is it is it just money? Well, it's not just that. It you can you can say you know everybody did the duffel bag, but it doesn't matter anymore. What they can offer, and Ohio State can offer this too, and Clemson's been able to offer this of late, is we make better draft picks than everybody else. Okay. Look at how many first-round draft picks Georgia's produced. And the thing is, you can actually get somebody at a discount in the NIL world when you can say, you might come out of here as a first-round draft pick, and here's five guys who just did. Okay. Uh, is there going to be a breakout team? Who's going to be TCU this year? That's a great question. You know, I've, I've said Penn State, and now Penn State and TCU, Penn State this year, TCU last year are different animals because Penn State has a bunch of elite NFL talent. Olu Fashin, who's probably the first offensive tackle off the board. Uh, Abdul Carter and Chop Robinson are, are very high round NFL draft picks, uh, one this year and one next year. So, it's a little bit different, but it feels like they have not been in that mix. So I'm going to put them in there. As far as a TCU, that's that's so hard to predict because that TCU team was so charmed. Eight one-score games. You know, that Baylor game where they ran the, the field goal team on. And it, it there's so many times where it shouldn't have happened for them and then it did. So that's the one. That, now, I will I will give you one out of the Big 12 that I think is very interesting, and that's Kansas State. They, they won the league last year. Bringing back a lot. Four starting offensive linemen are back. Cooper Beebe is the best interior offensive lineman in the country, probably. Again, the teams with the best big people. And that's so if, if they were to come out of the Big 12, they could be pretty interesting. Great to talk to you again, Andy. We'll catch up during the season. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Andy Staples covers college football for On Three Sports. I'll go back a couple of years when uh, I had a coach who said, uh, you keep talking about uh, going after uh, offensive, defensive linemen like NIL. They're going to get paid. And I go, they are. That's how you win. Offensive, defensive line, that's where I would build. I mean, you can get your five-star quarterback, but if you give me a great defensive line and a great offensive line and I'm paying for them, oh, I'm going to be a factor. Yeah, Marv. You could do it like Alabama. Let me build an okay quarterback with a bunch of first-round-level yeah. draft picks, offensive and defensive Absolutely. line. Absolutely. That's what, you know, Fisher's trying to do at Texas A&M when he brought in all those defensive linemen. And I reached out to a source. I said, uh, how's he getting them? He goes, defensive linemen are costing a lot more than they used to. I go, okay, sounds good. Uh, a couple of phone calls here. Uh, Alyssa in Nashville joins us on the program. Alyssa, good morning. What's on your mind today? Good morning. Hi, Dan. Hi, Alyssa. I'm so excited. Well, um. So my question is about the theme song. Uh, my boyfriend watches your show every morning, so I've been watching it, and I've been, and I love it, and I want to know the backstory of how you chose it. How did we come up with our TV theme song? Seton, did you have a hand in this? A TV theme song? No, I think we, um, years ago, the DirecTV TV crew I don't even remember how we got onto the idea of doing like a uh, what the heck was that family uh, like Full House a Full House uh, like remake kind of thing. It was supposed to be like a cheesy Full House t- 
take off. Oh, okay. And that's basically what we came up with. But I'm pretty sure the, the L.A. crew uh, for DirecTV put that one together. Okay. And did a great job. By the way, music planned for tomorrow, fight songs for colleges. Marv? Well, not fight songs, but song traditions a la Jump Around for Wisconsin. Oh, oh that's cool. I thought it was fight songs. Okay. I don't know enough of uh, – I've witnessed Jump Around yeah. at Wisconsin. So I think uh, Michigan does Mr. Brightside, and there's a couple of other uh, – like shipping up the Boston for Notre Dame. Oh, you're going to have – yeah, you're going to have to help me with that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with too many of those, those songs. I thought we were talking about fight songs. Okay. Yeah, Pauline. It's like Virginia Tech uses Enter Sandman, and that's pretty tied to them. They've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Great lead-in for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia has Country Roads. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch. Yeah, Wisconsin has Michigan has Mr. Brightside, which I know you love that song. I do. The Killers. I, that's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. that I love to sing when I'm acting like Lou Holtz. Yes, Marvin. That and Skater Boy. See you later, boy. That's see you later, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get a song and I don't let go. He was a skater boy. See you later, boy. Well, people I, say I'm the life, life of the party. <laughs> there's there's about three or four songs that uh, I still hold on. Uh, keep it down, down. Voices carry. You know, I'll do that. I'll do till, till Tuesday. Yeah, till Tuesday. Uh, Zach in Minnesota. Hey, Zach, what's on your mind today? Uh, hey Dan, how we doing this morning? Great, Thanks Zach. My call. Yeah. Hey, say, uh, you, you kind of touched on it the past few weeks, just about how gambling is impacting major sports in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it's you know, it's an opportunity for you know folks to make money. You know, if you place the life bet, it's a life-altering you know sort of sum of money. And so for me, my question is, is how we've you know we've allowed the NIL to kind of become what it's you know been kept in the shadows, and we've been transparent and honest with it. So for me why not allow the players or give them the opportunity to bet on themselves? Now, bear with me. Um, let's let the XFL be the XFL, where you can have uh, team-level bets, you know, total points, total yards over under. Allow the teams to buy into a certain pool if the player so chooses, and then you can bet on those. Uh, allow there to be live stats of the over-under, of the odds throughout the game, so the players and fans alike can see it there could be an opportunity there to have the XFL having its own sports book or having its own on-site sports books to have a true live and more interactive thing. If gambling is going to be legalized and ESPN is going to cash in on this, Mm -hmm. why not have these leagues start cashing in on this at their own level? You could have a team level bet. You can have a position level bet. Imagine when the Legion of Boom was around, if you could place, there's not a chance you're getting a, a completion over 20 yards against us. Or the purple people leaders, you know. There's no way if you're in the red zone, you're going to rush for more than 10 yards against us. We can really start to extrapolate and build these sorts of, you know, more competitive. I mean, don't get me wrong. Football's already quite a competitive cutthroat sport. But if on the betting side of things, imagine if you're, you know, players would still receive their own salary. But on top of that, you know, imagine uh, prime time. Imagine Neon Dion back in the day. Um. Okay, I'd like that you did a deep dive on it. The NFL will not embrace that. Uh, You have to worry about, will somebody throw a game? Um, If if it's all above board and somebody says, hey, you know what, I'm going to pay you X number of dollars, uh, $100,000 to throw this game. Um, And they can still do that now. But I'm just saying, it, it feels like the more it's out in the open, the more people will take some liberties with this. And that's what would concern me the most. And if you'd wanted to have a standalone league, but see the USFL, they, they're in conjunction with the NFL. They want to be they want to be a minor league system for them, a feeder league. Now, unless you said to the NFL, "Hey, we were going to try this. What do you think?" And then it allows the NFL to look at you know, do we adopt some of these things? You know, technology. They can put that in the USFL and say, "Oh, you guys tried that camera, or you tried the microphones, you tried those helmets." They might adopt those things. Keep in mind when the NFL, the NFL was boring. And the NFL looked at the AFL. And they started to adopt the AFL. They brought in AFL teams. They wanted the excitement. The NBA, same thing. NBA was kind of boring. They looked at the ABA, three-point shot. They didn't bring in the red, white, and blue ball, but they brought in some of those stars. 
this is what happens. Leagues will sample. And if you could do something where you go, here's a blueprint for what you're allowed to do in the USFL, gambling-wise, and then maybe the NFL monitors that. Yes, Todd? But if players can bet on certain stats, like they use his Legion of Boom example, that you're not going to score, get more than 20 yards at rush, and then your teammate, these guys are spending all kinds of money betting, and your teammate happens to screw up and let someone you know, get around the corner on you and get a 20-yard run, and now people are losing money because one of your teammates didn't hold up their end of the bargain, I think that could fray relationships among teammates. Well, you're seeing this in golf. It happened last weekend where somebody yelled out at Max Homa. People are gambling on something. They're gambling, and they can affect the outcome. But to, you know, what lengths will you go to to win a bet? Here's somebody, when Max Homa's getting ready to putt, and it's like, miss it! And, you know, John Rahm talked about this as well. Uh, tennis. Tennis has been rife with uh, you know, sports gambling allegations where you're just saying to somebody, hey, just tank a match. Nobody's going to know. Who cares? But you know, they eventually find these things out. takes a little while, but I don't know if you could see the NFL doing something like this. But I think everything's on the table. At least it should be. That's that's the way I would approach it. Like, remember when Roger Goodell said, oh, there's no way we'll ever you know, be in business with gambling. And that was seven years ago. That's not that long ago, Kamish. LOL. Yeah. And if he came on, I would ask him, what changed? What changed that you decided? Was it you realized the slice of financial pie you were going to get? The cut? Yeah. Kamish. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart. <laughs> so guess who's not coming on anytime soon? The commissioner soon. is not coming on our show. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. What's in store tomorrow after this? Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Last call for phone calls. What we learned. What's in store tomorrow? I've been getting a couple of the, you know, you, uh, you look a little like Steve Martin. Steve Martin in uh, Only Murders in the Building, and a great, great comedian, great actor. And I always thought Steve Martin looked old even when he wasn't old. So when somebody says, I, you, look, uh, you look like uh, Steve Martin a little bit. Compliment? Talent-wise, they're not saying that. They're just saying that you look like Steve Martin. Yeah, He's Paul. a good-looking guy. All right. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Steve Martin's been gray since he was in his 20s. How old is Steve Martin? Want to play guess this age of Steve Martin game? We haven't played that in a while. Yeah. <laughs> 70. Dot, dot, dot. Two. 78, Steve Sorry. Martin. Wow. Now, now you feel bad? Now he looks awesome. He does you know, look good. I yeah. noticed why you look like Steve Martin. You guys have similar glasses. They're rounded, not too big, mm. medium size, very similar glasses. Mm. And the, the grayish. Yeah. Yes, Todd. He was in a skit once where he said, no, you don't need to call me Mr. Martin. Call me Mr. Steve Martin. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, this day in sports history. Oh, i got to follow that. Let's see. Uh, 1950, Gil Hodges of the Brooklyn Dodgers hit four home runs in a single game day and off four different pitchers. Oh, okay. Knocked out four dudes. Sandy Koufax got the record at the time for 18 batters struck out in a game. That was 1959. Mm-hmm. The world record for the long jump, Mexico City, Summer Olympics, 1968, set by? Bob Beeman. Bob Beeman is correct. Bloop. And, uh, oh, so sad. In Iowa, 1969, boxer Rocky Marciano died in an airplane crash. Airplane crash, crash yeah. How about 2001? 2001. Heard of it. How about if I said the uh, Rolando Paulino All-Stars? Marvin? I'm blinking. Danny Almonte. Danny Almonte ruled ineligible after uh, they uh, determined that he was actually 14 years old. <laughs> and he was bringing some cheese at the time. They're like, no way he can be 12. Oh, funny <laughs> enough, you should say that. He's not. He had a full mustache and everything. Come on. How do you got, you got to check the guy's birthday. Did he get drafted? Did, uh, he played high school baseball. Did he play any further after high school baseball? He did. He actually played and played pretty well in a small college for baseball. He was not drafted in the 06 draft. He was unfortunately 37 years old in that draft. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Made that up. That's, Ritzy, a, that's, that's not, not true. true. Not true. Not true. Uh, Mark Cuban was on the Patrick Beverly podcast, and uh, the topic got around to uh, players who smoke pot. No lie. I've traded guys because they smoke too much. Mm. Because, you know, it's like, so teams get their own culture, right? And... If you got some young dudes on there that are just figuring out, smoke some, but don't know what it's, what the team culture is, right? Or the NBA culture is. And you got one dude that's just, you know, you walk down the hall in the hotel and you know, he's on that floor and there's no doubt about it. And then all of a sudden these other kids start picking up on it. And that's kind of that you see them coming out of their room. You see them, you know, a little bit red eyed coming to practice all of a sudden. You don't want them going down that road. And you and there's a chance where you might drag somebody with you. You got to look at the bigger picture, mm. right? That that's just not the culture. Well, you have a lot of players who uh, drink a lot too. Uh, so I I think you I don't know if you've traded. He's traded a player who drank too much. Yes. yes Sometimes that. you got to weed out those who are okay. overindulging. Right. You got to okay. draw the line somewhere. No? All right, and that might be the last thing you say uh, since okay. you won't be with us tomorrow. Here we go. Yeah. We uh, thoughts and prayers with you, uh, you going in for your kidney stones, Thank your you. procedure, my procedure, your procedure.
<laughs> do you get naked for your procedure? Yeah, but if put on one of those things where your tush is sticking out, they're going to do the IV and the anesthesia, the whole thing. Yeah. Is there somebody named Anesthesia? It's got to be. Checking. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Todd, what did you learn today? Trying to trick a base runner with a baseball carved out of a potato is frowned upon at any level. Yeah, that happened back in the 50s. Seton. Todd's not in tomorrow. Uh, Marvin. Ale Collings. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Paulie. Todd's dropping a Tic Tac somewhere tomorrow. <laughs> the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Panini, got them all for you. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start a continued collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. New gambling podcast later on today at DanPatrick.com. Also check out the new college football shirts we have. They are awesome. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. One more item as we close out this Thursday show with the NFL right around the corner. Nonstop football action is in sight. You want to get in on all the action, and you can. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Life's more fun when you're in on all the action. You have to uh, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff so you you download that use the code patrick get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five dollars on any nfl bet only on DraftKings sportsbook make sure you use the promo code patrick the crown is yours fritzy 21 and over in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467-369 Bonus issued as free bets, one early win token issued at opt-in, money line bets only, deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect.